family-owned shop in Loganville, Sosby's Garage, for all your automotive repair needs. We service all makes and models, Ford and domestic. We repair engines, alternators, brakes, alignments, AC systems, and more, using certified technicians with over 90 years of combined experience. We also offer same-day service for some repairs. Sosby's Garage, 200 Bay Creek Road in Loganville. Dependable, honest, and fair. Look us up on Google or Facebook. We'll take good care of you. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Hey, welcome everybody to Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. I'm your host, Rick Strawn, the president of Paradigm Security Services. We're excited to be with you today on Business Radio X. We are broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio, located in the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel in Duluth, Georgia. In addition to Paradigm Security Services, this show is also brought to you by Sosby's Garage and the Mana Scholarship Fund, who does alternate weeks with me on this. So next week, you can listen to Jeannie on the Mana Scholarship Fund. Be sure and turn in that uh, subscribe button, hit that subscribe button so that I know you're here and we make sure you keep you up on all the information. On every show, we feature businesses and organizations in the Atlanta area, especially those that serve Gwinnett County. While all businesses have security concerns, not all are about physical security, and we will touch with that on that and other related aspects of security through the course of each show. Uh, normally, uh, we have uh, different businesses on as uh, part of our show, but today we're kind of going to do a, a feature here on Paradigm Security. And the part about Paradigm Security we're going to talk about is something that relates to really every business out there, really in the United States, but it's personnel issues, getting people to come in, in particular. Uh, and to address that, I've got two of the people here that are special ladies in our organization. One, Susan Strawn, co-founder and CFO, and uh, the missus here. Uh, hey, Susan. Hello, how are you? I'm good. And then Miss Renee Roos. And y'all have heard her on here before, but she's Director of Human Resources for Paradigm Security, Sorry, Security Services. And she kind of is the mother hen of the group. Uh, she she mothers everybody out there that works for us, and she's kind of the mother of our family. So, as I always do, I start with who are you. So, let's start with you, Susan. Who is Susan Strawn, and you know where do you come from? What got you into this business? Um, why are you doing it? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good question. I thought so. Uh, <laughs> I am a native Atlantan, um, and I went to school here in Atlanta at Georgia State University and got my accounting degree from there in the wild 70s. And yeah, I've seen some of your outfits. And from there, uh, I've had a, a career in public accounting and in private accounting and basically retired from the public aspect of things back when we were married in the 80s and had children there and wanted to become a more full-time mother and uh, work part-time and then as <laughs> how that worked for you <laughs> um have 
supported our uh, employment opportunities that we have pursued through the years uh, once she retired from the police department and uh, from there and now I'm working full-time again trying to be a mother and a grandmother and uh, but um, that's who I am basically of uh, I am CFO of Paradigm and uh, I oversee most everything that goes on in the financial area of the company which I am happy to, very happy to have you do I do not want to worry about it. And Renee Roos, uh, where are you from? I know I'll just start out by saying we've got a couple of pairs of the rare breed of homegrowns here. I am a native Atlantan, thank you, yes. Born and raised in the city of Atlanta, right near Emory University. I, too, went to Georgia State University. Um, my focus has always been um, with clients and employees. From day one, I've always tried to make people happy so fast forward to 2017 here I am with paradigm and growing and having a good time so I too also have a family um, and I was a stay-at-home mom for many years and getting back into the workforce um, was quite challenging however um, I have really enjoyed my time well I'm glad that you're back in the workforce because you do a good job for us the um Let's kind of move in, you know. Let me just ask you a question in general, and I'll chime in here and help you out a little bit. For either one of you, how important is physical security in today's environment? You want to start, Susan? Well, if you look back on the history of our time in physical security back in, uh, we started this in 2006, and it was going great guns at that point. And then the housing market just dropped in 08. And physical security became basically a uh, an afterthought at that point uh, when companies really needed it the most because they had office buildings that were half empty and many people not going to the office buildings and things. They also had to cut expenses and we were one of the line items that got cut a lot of times. Um, but it's grown back to being probably one of the most important decisions and one of the most important aspects that any company, whether they be um, a residential unit or an office building or a distribution center or anything, that they need to add to their uh, repertoire of expenses because of the fact that with all of the riots that we've had last year, with the unrest, uh, with police officers being under attack, more and more people are looking to private security to be able to fill those holes in the in the whole process. Well, and, and I'll add here that with the decrease in police personnel, uh, security has become very much more on the forefront, really as almost a first responder. Uh, our obligations in the security field have become really a first responder obligation. And the, one of the most important things that security does uh, for the clients is it allows them to reach out, focus on their business, on developing their business, making the money, or doing whatever they do as their whatever their service is, and lets us as a partner and trusted advisor rely on the security end of it to help keep those investments and those operations safe. You got anything you want to add, Renee? It is a good partner between the business and 
the security officer. They can do their job working and feel safe that there is a security officer walking the premises. Well, you know, when you, can you look at that, what prior experience or training is needed to be an unarmed security officer? And I will add that Paradigm does do armed officer patrols as far as uh, upon request. Uh, primarily, we focus on unarmed. So what is the uh, prior service experience and training that's needed? Basically, you, d you don't have to have any prior experience. We train you. We but have it's good. It is good. It's good. You know, some of our core values for the company is client focus, professionalism, training, teamwork, communication. If, if somebody has all that, they can be a good security officer. Well, and what about the training? Um, how does that work? The training is a three-day class. We have state-certified trainers. We pride ourselves with the training. Um, there's classroom training. It's a 24-hour class. And then they also have on-the-job training. Well, I know Paradigm has spent a lot of time and effort in targeting our own trainer. So we, we have our own state man. In fact, we have two state man, state approved mandated trainers. Uh, one is post certified. Uh, he's former police chief, that being James Spurgeon. And, you know, it, it's one of those things where you, you've got to focus on the training. If the training is not first and foremost in what you look at and getting a lot of companies what they do is they do their training after basically a 90-day period or six-month period you're required within six months to have had that officer trained and there are numerous in fact a lot of companies that actually put the officers out there because of the turnover rates and so forth they don't want to spend money on the training have the officer not stay with them and then they've wasted all that time and effort and and really finance in training these officers so what they do is they put them out there and then just before their six month requirement they run them through a quick for you know 72 hour training but you know there are 40 24 hour training but the bottom line is uh you know our belief is that it's important very important to have those officers trained before they ever go to a site and then you can tweak it, you can worry about it. I mean, there's only so much training in the mandated part that you go through. And what you do then is you focus on all the additional modules that Paradigm has developed. Susan? Well, so much of what we do out there in the field has been uh, based on technology these days, too, uh, with our apps on the phone and things like that. So I'm not sure how people can get away with not training people up front because then their officer is not prepared when they go out on that first job. And so many of the applicants that we get may have great customer service skills, may have uh, uh, the ability to do that, but they've never performed as a security officer before, and they're really not sure of the environment that they're going to and how to perform their job out there. So it's really necessary that we do the training up front. Well, how does, in your thoughts, in your estimation, how does it affect the liabilities of the companies that hire security, or even the security companies themselves, but especially for the people that hire security, to have someone put on their site that hasn't been properly trained. 
Well, I think in many cases, the companies don't know that the person's not trained to do the job. Um, and, you know, we all say that you can get by with things until something happens. And, you know, until uh, the armed guard is shot during a robbery or something like that, or even in or the Or shoot animal. somebody else. Or shoot someone else. I mean, it's never an issue until these things start happening, and then uh, the investigation gets into what kind of training has this person had or anything of this nature. And it's always big news when a security officer is involved in a crime when he's out there supposed to be working as a security officer. And you know, it's big news because it is rare to happen for one thing. And, uh, but again, if we as the company are not doing our job on the front end, these things will happen. Yeah, and you've got your, you know, the issues where they get out there, they don't know what uh, making an arrest is. They know they don't know they can't make an arrest. Somebody just said you can't arrest anybody. They don't even know what an arrest is, with the det- detention and all. And then you end up having somebody suing and you know what companies fail to understand sometimes is the suit will in, they'll sue everybody that has pockets so they're going to sue the security company and rightly so that they didn't train them whether properly. they have pockets or not yeah really <laughs> but they also sue the management company or not so much the management company but the facility that you're you're securing because mm-hmm. they have not made sure that the people that were brought into their sites had training so, you know, people, real quick, a lot of companies will say, yeah, we're trained, we, we train them, and they do train them, it's just within six months. And that's just, that, that is such a liability issue to me for not just the uh, security company, but even more so for the client. It puts them at risk. Renee, what is the process that Paradigm has once an applicant has uh, submitted a resume? What's the process? Well, let me back up. Um, in order that for them to submit a, a resume, the easiest way is to go online to our website, paradigmsecurity.net. And we do have other ads placed on some sites to receive applications. Such as Indeed. And, yeah. Zip Recruiter. Um, but going on to our website is the easiest and most convenient. Um, my HR administrator, Libby Poppleton, she will respond um, within 24 hours and call the applicant and set them up for an interview. And the interview is usually about 15 minutes. It's a, it's a pretty short interview, but we get to know the customer or the client, the applicant. Um, Let me ask you one thing. Okay. Once they put the application in when Libby calls them is what does she do she gets to know the applicant a little bit and asks questions such as just kind of to determine whether they're right for the process whether this is really what they want to do and so forth what they're looking for and see if it will fit into what what we are looking for okay we'll go on with the process um if if she feels that it is a good um, candidate, um, we'll set up an in-person interview. Um, before that person's hired, we do a criminal um, background check, and we also do a, a comprehensive drug screening. Once the employee is hired, 
um, they'll sign our culture statement and go through training and we will do on-the-job training and then um, they will um, continue to grow with the company and do more training. Well, how important is, you mentioned culture statement, how important is it for a company to actually have a culture statement and for the employees themselves to buy into it? I, I think it, it helps with the leadership. It's what the leadership expects from the employee. Um, and I think it's something that the leadership stands behind also. So they can expect it from the leadership as well. Absolutely. Well, I know that Paradigm is, you know, one of the things is Paradigm's a family company. And we treat everybody very much like family. And so how does the HR interact with the people that come in and get ready to do the interviews, go through the training process? I know you're a part of that training process. You actually do a, a segment in that training process. Uh, tell us about it. I sit with the employees for about an hour and we go through um, basically the HR process of all the paperwork and what we expect of them. Um, and it's not me standing, you know, behind a podium. I actually may sit down next to them um, and be on their level. How does, once they've done that part of it, where does the part where they're interviewed about the possible times they can work and, you know, how we fit with all fit within all that? It can be a jigsaw puzzle, honestly. Um, most of the time when we're hiring somebody, we are looking for nights, overnights, and weekends. Um, that, is, that is our greatest need. That is when businesses aren't open for business and they need their property you know, secured. Okay. It, it's interesting that you brought up two things, that we do a criminal background check and we do a drug screen, a full drug screen on people. Why, uh, in your opinion, why do we do those? I think, honestly, it creates a liability if we put somebody out there that could be on drugs. It, they can't safely secure the premises. Well, we are a drug-free workplace. Also, um, if they have a criminal background, it's almost like they are the police of that, of that property. So if they have a history of theft or some kind of aggressive behavior, we, we need to know that. We're, we trust them to watch. Do we hire people who smoke marijuana or do we hire people who've had any type of criminal background no not at this time well the main thing is taking a look at it and you know when you know a criminal history uh, you know what you're dealing with you know yeah. from uh, looking at it from a police officer standpoint you know you, you've got to know who you're dealing with and where to put them and so forth. We have people come in that have got minor criminal records and stuff like that in the past. But, you know, you, I can give you an example of having somebody that's 61 years old and 30 years ago, 40 years ago, when they were younger and, you know, full of vinegar, they get themselves in trouble for one reason or the other. Those people 
I've always felt deserve a second chance. So it's a matter of taking a look at them, looking at their personality, seeing what kind of a person they are, and then possibly giving them a second chance to go ahead and get a job. Some of these people are good people. They just have, because of certain things, people don't want to hire them. So it's a matter of taking it, giving them a chance, and I have found that these people can be some of the absolute most genuine and people that can will give you all the integrity that they can possibly give you and you can depend on. So they can come become some of the best employees there are. And like I say, we're a family business. We treat everybody like family, and it works for Paradigm. Well, we look at each applicant, too, as an individual and every situation as a uh, unique situation. And we look at it and determine whether this person would fit into our environment and into our family, no matter what their background is or where there are certain situations. And we look at all of that and, make, and determine are there changes that this person could make that could be a good fit for us then because we want to give every applicant that's possible an opportunity for a job. Yep. Um, and, you know, the drug tests are important because, like I said, we're, we are a drug-free workplace and a registered drug-free workplace. And it's important that everybody that comes in and is out there, we do random tests as well, so that everybody out there at some point is going to get tested when they don't know it. And, you know, we keep everybody up and honest about it. And you can't have someone that is mentally affected by drugs or something out there trying to deal with the public and make decisions. Because these people make decisions not on the level of police, but very much it's the, that first level before police have to be called in. And they can either create something that escalates or part of our training is a de-escalation process that they can go through where hopefully police never even have to be called. What are the obstacles that Paradigm is having in getting officers? Because you hear so much today about all the problems with the additional federal unemployment and people not wanting to go to work and sitting on their rear ends and just re refusing to come in you know, what are the issues that Paradigm has with relations to that? I think some of the issues that we're having today is not only the um, unemployment benefits that are being given to people without any type of um, monitoring. monitoring on the state's part or the federal level part or anything to determine that these people can't get a job out there in any way. Uh, this whole process of stimulus payments and unemployment was started with good intentions of helping people who were thrown out of work immediately and um, trying to help them pay bills and not go under and sink because they couldn't work. But, it's been, but there's been no real um, discernment made on who should get that, who can work, who can't work. And so they're continuing to throw money at these people. And therefore, the attitude among a lot of people is, I can't go to work. I won't go to work because I can make more money staying at home. And I don't have the extra expense of childcare or anything because I'm here with my kids and I'm still getting that, that weekly check coming in. Therefore, we're not getting the applicants coming in. We're not getting people to respond. Um, I know that 
Renee said earlier about uh, calling people as soon as they put in their applications and all. A great percentage of these people won't even answer the phone. They won't even respond to a, a call about coming in. Don't even really know why they're applying for the job because they don't seem to want the job. But then they don't want to come in for the interview if we do reach them. Um, so this is creating problems and then now is the continuing stimulus payments and the child tax credits that are fixing to come up with every person who's got a child that's going to get so much money per month you know and this all serves as a disincentive for people to go back to work I totally agrees Renee I totally agree Okay. I, I just read a statistic the other day that there were something like 8 million new jobs that were created last month, but only 6 million people to be able to fill those jobs. And that's a 2 million person deficit throughout the United States. That is huge. Well, you know, biggest part that I see is if a person really wants a job, if they don't have one, they don't really want a job. Because there are plenty of there are plenty of jobs out here. I know right now, if a person wants a job, as long as they can pass the criteria, which is really not a great, you know, it's not difficult. You just got to be clean of drugs and and not have a, a big criminal record. You know, if you've got any kind of customer service skills, that can just learn to be nice, which is a problem because a lot of people nowadays the social skills are not real high with this younger. Uh, generation coming on they're not taught those social skills by their parents but I know we're looking for people right and left and we've got clients out there that we need people for we've got business that is ready to come on that we're having to put on a slow mode of bringing in just because one reason and that is we can't find the personnel that want to go to work so I know that that to me is one of the biggest obstacles is just people not wanting to go to work. I think I've been thinking about putting a sign out there. Uh, we we put a sign on the back of our cars now that says you know we're hiring and it gives all this. I thought about putting one out there that says free rides coming to an end. We're hiring, but I haven't got that out there yet. <laughs> I'm not sure that free ride is coming to an end yet. I know. Um, what benefits does Paradigm provide, uh, Renee, uh, being employed as a security officer, especially with Paradigm Security? Well, number one, we do have health insurance, dental, um, and, and Paradigm pays a part of that for the employee. Um, holiday pay, overtime pay, flexible schedule, vacation pay we just added. So, um, people now how does that vacation pay work? It's well, not just like, bam, you get a week's vacation at the end of a year. It's it's accrued, right? It is accrued. You have to work for us for a year, um, and then we will average out the amount of hours. Being in the security, During that first year. Yes. Being in the security um, industry, since their schedule can be flexible, not all officers may work 40 hours. They may work 25 or, you know, whatever they work, um, and then they will average it out. Um, for 52 weeks and whatever their average is that is what their vacation pay will come to Susan anything well one of the things that we offer mainly is is that 
we give a lot of flexibility. We have part-time officers. We have people who are working 80, 90 hours a week because they are offered the overtime situations and opportunities, and that's what they want. And then we have other people who only work maybe one, two shifts a week because they have another full-time job and they're just wanting to pick up extra income on the weekends or a night or two when they're not working elsewhere. And then you have those retired people that come in that don't really want to work 40 hours a week, but they want a little something to, especially on weekends, it just fills their time and gives them something to do. It makes them feel, not so much they don't feel useful, but it makes them feel like there's something going on. There's something to do. Besides flexibility from week to week, if they're retired and they want to take a vacation with their wife or something like that, uh, as long as they give us plenty of notice, we can work their schedule around their being off to go do something. Well, I know our son-in-law, Chris Daniels, he works a little bit for his beer money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does do that. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and I say beer money is a, a kind of tongue-in-cheek, but he he likes to earn a little bit of money that is a little extra. Pocket change. Pocket change, and a lot of people are like that. They just want a little extra money to be able to do some things that they want to do, or they may need extra money to pay for gas or, or that kind of thing, and and there's really, this job is really very safe. Uh, Paradigm Security's policy is not a confrontational policy. We'll try to de-escalate and so forth, but when it comes right down to confrontation, uh, the security officer role is observe and report. And one of the things I stress to them over and over and over is if there's a conflict brewing and it's coming down to they're just back off, Call the police, let the police who you know, know as a police officer, that's what we got paid to do was do the fighting. And, of course, nowadays, even that's at, in question whether you can even do your job right as a police officer. But, you know, the bottom line is I don't want to get somebody hurt out there. I don't want people getting out there and getting hurt. So it's no confrontations. Uh, if that's the case, back off, call the police, let the police intervene. Let me ask you one final question here. Where do you see security heading over the next year, basically, as we move forward? It's very hard to predict in this kind of environment because I wouldn't have known where we were this year from last year with the pandemic going on and, and how business has changed and all. But if we continue with the lack of employees, uh, the number of people that uh, we cannot get to be in the industry or, you know, other people like that, then we're going to have to rethink, I think, a lot of it. I think that the demand for security is going to be there and even in greater uh, demand. I, uh, I think that the presence of officers, the respect that officers get for their position is going to increase because they are going to be basically the first line of defense on a lot of these places. Uh, even though we have a lot of positions for officers that is not in an officer type position where we're watching a, a, a disposal site, you know, or something like that. Or fire watches for, and It's stuff. a fire watch type situation, waiting for fires. That's not more of a defensive officer. Uh, Correct. But um, I think that there is going to be more, but we're going to have to rethink our solutions as opposed to putting 
a, a person out there on in the field one hour for one hour you know that sort of thing where we uh, try to work out more patrols maybe more alarm responses working more with camera companies to where um, they where we're responding to alerts happening that the cameras are picking up on where we have an officer who's maybe working three or four properties that can that can actually respond to things happening on site there which i'll bring up we already are have started doing we have yes uh i know we're working with a couple of the monitoring companies now to where they have a verbal response cameras on the site and then our officer, whether it be on site, the ideal situation is to have an officer on site and then have them be able to immediately respond to anything that the cameras pick up and that they're advised by the camera company. But then we also have the patrols that do patrols. And, you know, the biggest problem there is that everything depends on where the officer's located, what the officer's doing at the time, of how quickly they can in turn respond. You have anything you want to add, uh, Renee? You can you you feel free to say no. <laughs> no, I agree with Susan. <laughs> I concur. Uh, well, I see. You know, personally, I see only an upward trend in the need for security. I think putting taking security off that back burner and taking it out of that it's just one of those budget line item budget items that can be cut when when it goes. As we move forward and coming out of this pandemic and everything, I think the need for security is going to greatly increase. It already has. Uh, more police officers are, out, are leaving the job. More people holler about defunding police and all that. The ever more important that security in the private sector uh, is increased. And our cooperation and working in partnership with the public law enforcement is just a priority that if a security company is not working hand-in-hand -hand with your local police departments like we do a lot here in Gwinnett, you are behind the eight ball to start with. So, well, listen, I want to thank both of y'all for coming on. I told you this half hour would go a lot quicker than you thought it would. And if somebody wants to reach out and get a hold, let's say get a hold of Paradigm for a job, Renee, you got some numbers that you can give and sure. a website? The best way is to call the office, 678-684-4400. You're more than welcome to email me at renee at paradigmsecurity.net. That's R-E-N-E-E. -E. At paradigmsecurity.net. Mm -hmm. Or you can go to our website at paradigmsecurity.net. Susan? I'm not sure what your question is. <laughs> Do you have any way of getting in touch with you? As far as applicants that go. That you'll give out. I, I don't give it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's Susan at paradigmsecurity.net if anyone wants to know. Of course, you can always reach me at rick at paradigmsecurity.net. We're always there to assist you in any way we can. I think you were going to give out your cell phone number, weren't you? You decide not to do that? <laughs> well, you can have mine, 404-617-5550. And I actually do answer my phone. So uh, anyone that has a security need or a question or anything like that, please feel free to call Rick Strawn, who is the owner and CEO of Paradigm Security, co-owner, as I'm getting my little eagle eye <laughs> looks over here. But I want to tell you again, we appreciate it. 
Uh, thank you for joining us on Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services and in part by Sosby's Garage and Mana Scholarship Fund. Be sure to join us for the live broadcast every other Wednesday and with Mana on the opposite Wednesdays at 11.30 a.m. here on Business Radio X. If you miss the live broadcast, no worries. You can enjoy the show anytime by visiting businessradiox.com, selecting the Gwinnett Studio, and then clicking on, of course, Case in Point. This program is also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or really wherever you enjoy your favorite podcasts. Please be sure again to hit that subscribe to Case in Point button so that you don't miss any of our future episodes. And for my guests, Brene Roos, Susan Strawn, and our punk producers, Mike and Amanda, I'm Rick Strawn. And remember, at Paradigm Security Services, we cover more than just your assets. 